Tech Night Owl Live, the show for PC users who can handle the truth. And now, here's your host, Gene Steinberg. This week on the Tech Night Owl Live, we'll feature Josh Centers, the managing editor of Tidbits. We'll also hear from Brian Schaffen of the Mac Observer. We'll talk about the iPhone X. One of our guests has one. The other one was waiting for one to be delivered during our interview. We've got lots of excitement this week on the Tech Night Owl Live. We have Josh Centers, managing editor of Tidbits Magazine, amongst his incredible pursuits out there. And he's also the owner of a brand new iPhone X, or some people call it iPhone X. Before we start, Josh, last week we talked to Bob Levitis, and he also has an iPhone X, but he was uncertain as we were talking to him whether he'll keep it or return it before the deadline. So obviously some things about it didn't really suit his needs. So before we go on, you have an iPhone X. How quickly did you get it? I got it on release day. I picked it up from uh, my mailbox around, I don't know, about noon or so. It took a few hours before I could get activated, but it's been pretty smooth sailing ever since. You say a few hours. What were the hangups? The, the activation server wasn't responding. Apparently, there was a problem on uh, Apple's end, and uh, you just couldn't activate the phone, and you couldn't do anything else with the phone until it activated. So that was kind of frustrating. Once Apple got that working, you know, is is a pretty smooth process. Now, this activation issue is not unusual the first day an iPhone comes out. So I'm not at all surprised. But let's look at the process here. So you were able to get yours on day one. Did you pre-order? How did it work? Yeah, I, I'm a member of the iPhone upgrade program. And so I was prompted a few days uh, before the pre-order started to go ahead and pick my phone out and you know go through all the paperwork and all that and get approved for the loan. And so I did that. So when it's 2 a.m. here, so when 2 a.m. rolled around and I dragged myself out of bed, I, I just opened the, the Apple Store app on my iPhone 7 Plus and I tapped a few buttons and that was it. It was, it was a pretty smooth process. Now, it's an important thing to realize you do obviously have to pass the credit check. Now, this is interesting here. I saw an item posted on one of the sites, and maybe you have some information. Okay. When they check your credit rating here in the U.S., they would consult the database of one of the credit reporting bureaus. But if you froze your credit profile after the Mm -hmm. breach at Equifax to protect yourself... That could cause a problem, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm not entirely sure how that works. You know, I think it was Glenn Fleischman who did some reporting for Tidbits. After that, there was he was explaining how uh, you did the credit freeze and all that. I didn't do the credit freeze just for the fact of it, it creates a lot of headaches. Oh, and doing things like that. I'm not quite sure how you unfreeze it to uh you know do stuff like get a phone but you know it's it's hard enough to get one of these things it's two o'clock in the morning you're half awake and you're trying to buy a phone you know and dealing with crashing apple servers that's less the last thing i need is another complication mixed in with that well the thing to also bear in mind here when you consider that is that there is a way to unfreeze your credit report now there's two ways of basically locking your credit one is just a lock 
And in that case, the credit grantor can call you, ask you some questions to verify yourself, and that's the way it works. With freezing, you've got to contact the credit bureau and say, I want you to unfreeze it. And I think you can say, unfreeze it for a couple of days to give yourself time to get credit and then refreeze it. So you'd have to do this in advance. Yeah, I'd probably just call it that day or maybe day before and um, tell them to do that, you know, if that's, uh, that's how you have things set up. Yeah, well, this is one consideration here. I mean, it's one of the minor things. I also heard in different places that people who ordered an iPhone and got a certain estimated delivery date often got them earlier. Yeah, I, I've known some people like that where they they were told uh, they wouldn't get one for a few weeks, and then they actually got one uh, on release day. Joe Kissel was like that. You know, kind of the surprising thing, I think Tim Cook deserves a lot of credit on this, is that, uh, well, first of all, the, the 8-10 split, <laughs> sounds like a bowling term, right? But, uh, you know, I thought it was going to be a disaster because I thought people would skip the 8 and just go to the 10, and, and but... No, people are buying the 8, they're buying the 10, and there's plenty of both, it seems like, um, and Apple's just raking in the money. I mean, the 10's still delayed, but the delays are, aren't as bad as the original report. I think it's like two to three weeks to get a 10 if you order one right now, which is pretty good. And if you want to get an 8 or an 8+, plus, you can just walk in a store and get one today um, with no problem. So, uh, yeah, you know, that's, uh, you know, I think it's worked out pretty well. Now... With Levitus, he didn't decide to place the order at 1 or 2 in the morning. And I guess he didn't feel like ending up that way. So he ordered later in the morning from T-Mobile and still got it pretty much within a few days of its release date. So that's it. All right, let's talk about the iPhone 10. Now, obviously, there are considerations that people have questions about. The notch. Mm-hmm. This is the area that has the sensing equipment for Face ID. And so what Apple does is wrap around it with their OLED display. So usually you'll see the status information there and then your content will be below it. Or some developers are finding ways to integrate the notch as part of their app display. What's your perception? You know, I, I, the notch doesn't bother me. And after a few days, uh, I mean, it, I just... I don't even notice it. Um, the The one time when, you know, the only time I get annoyed with the 10 is when you have an app that has either hasn't been updated to take advantage of the extra screen size, you know, because I'm used to a, a 7 plus. And so um, if an app fills up the whole screen edge to edge, it's fine. I don't really notice a difference. But you have an app that's still the size of an iPhone, I don't know, an iPhone 6 screen. It's a. Uh, it's annoying, and it's also annoying, you know, the handful of apps that have tried to actually hide a notch for some silly reason. You know, and developers just need to embrace it. Just just go all out. It's not a big deal. Even when you zoom in on a photo, um, you know, so it fills the entire screen. Yeah, the notch is there, but, I mean, you're not just staring at the notch. I mean, you're zooming in on detail, right? So um, it doesn't get in the way when watching movies. Um, I mean, people act like, oh, the notch just cuts into your movie. No, it doesn't. It The movie, the, you know, I mean, I guess you could zoom into it, and so the notch would cut into it. But, I mean, by default, it stays below the notch. 
And the screen looks great for HDR movies. The screen looks fantastic, by the way. So you wouldn't care about the notch. So that's really the only thing that annoys me. When you have apps that have not been updated yet to fill the screen, or uh, if they try to do some kind of silliness to put black around the notch so so it looks like a Samsung phone or something. Yeah, but yeah, the notch is fine. It's it's not it's a non issue. But you understand Apple has critics, and Apple's critics will make a huge deal out of any perceived disadvantage whether or not it is a disadvantage. The other one, of course, is that there is no home button. This is an edge-to-edge display, so there's no space to put a home button. So Apple had to invent schemes to bypass it with gestures. So you have Mm -hmm. to do a little bit of relearning. Now, before we go on, I should point a reality check. The first iPhone offered something that was totally new, and you had to learn how to navigate that user interface. So it's not that... Suddenly, Apple hits us with something new that we have to work hard to navigate. In most ways, it works the same as any other iPhone that we've already learned. It's just that you have to learn a few tricks to work around the virtualization of all those functions and the way they're implemented differently. A reminder, we have Tech Night Out Plus at plus.technightout.com, where you get the ad-free version of this show with better quality audio. We've got more to come with Josh Centers of Tidbits, where he's managing editor, and he also writes about Apple TV and other stuff. More to come on the Tech Night Owl Live. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Ted Anderson telling you about Jordan Rubin's Beyond Organic Green-Fed Raw Cheddar Artesian Cheese featuring whole milk created through ancient dairy breeding, unpasteurized, untreated whole milk on the same farm the cows graze, containing natural sources of omega-3s, CLA protein, calcium, probiotics, and enzymes. I have never tasted cheese this good, and you need to try it. Contact your Longevity distributor or call 877-878-4203 or go to GCNteam.com. Kiss your credit card debt goodbye. I'm Pharmacist Keith, Dr. Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy, and myself want to show you how to achieve financial peace, creating an extra income that will last for years to come by joining Dr. Wallach's crusade, spreading his message of better health. To learn more, visit radio.recordedvideo.com. That's radio.recordedvideo.com, radio.recordedvideo.com, or call 866-257-3105 for a recorded message. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. 
At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNTeam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Are you happy washing your hands with harsh chemicals? Are you happy doing laundry with detergents? Are you happy paying high prices? Find your happiness with Pure Soap. These all-natural, earth-friendly Pure Soaps are the very best you've ever used. Buy in bulk. Get a 12, 36, or 48-month supply. Or get items individually and still save big. You're getting soap products twice as good as what you're using now. Earth-friendly and natural soaps. Your family deserves the best. Happiness is 5starsoap.com. Why not put your money up the drain for a change? See them at 5starsoap.com or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Cal Ben Soap Company can save you thousands of dollars and give you good old-fashioned real soaps that are triple concentrated. Soaps made from vegetable and coconut oils. See their full selection of soaps at 5starsoap.com. That's F-I-V-E starsoap.com. Or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. The answer to being in control of your own health care is freedom from insurance. Become part of a group of self-pay patients that come together to share in each other's medical expenses. Individual share amounts begin at $107 a month and $347 for families. Choose from three health-sharing programs. Holistic treatments may be eligible for sharing. See guidelines. Discount programs available for dental, vision, and pharmacy. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. So, as we got started here, the iPhone 10 has a few new interface goodies or essentials because of the lack of a home button. So explain our listeners what's going on here and whether or not you had any difficulty with it. So instead of pressing a button, or in the case of the iPhone 7, pressing a virtual button that it didn't actually move, you, uh, you have a little bar at the bottom of the screen, which is just really unnecessary i think apple get rid of it eventually but you swipe up on the bar to unlock the phone and you swipe up on it and hold to um bring up the app switcher and you swipe up basically you swipe up on this uh bar to replace hit the home button for just about any action so if you want to go home you swipe up from the bottom of the screen to uh, close out of something you know so it's just like the home button of course that messes with how you would bring up control center and this is one thing about the interface i don't like is so you have those two little ears on each side of the notch well if you swipe down on the right one it brings uh down control center and if you swipe down on the left one it brings down uh your notifications i don't care too much for that i I hope they come up with a better way to do that stuff because my thumb just doesn't reach that far or it does but kind of painfully so I have sort of a split mind on the, the home button thing. Um, as someone with a lot of RSI and a lot of wrist pain and hand pain, um, I find the swipes 
to be a lot easier on my hands and wrists than pressing a button. I don't know, for for a reason, pressing buttons, even like clicking a mouse. I use a trackpad now on my iMac. Uh, clicking a mouse really makes my wrist hurt. Pressing the home button would make my wrist hurt. So just swiping up is a lot less, a lot lower impact on me. However, that said, I do think the home button is a much more accessible uh, interface design for most people. Especially, I think of my mother and my four-year-old son when I talk about that, because you know I hand them one of these devices, and you know my mother isn't. She she uses a computer, but she's not the most, you know, she's not a techie. And, you know, my son is, you know, he's four. You know, he can figure out home button, no problem. Home button, very easy for him. Swipe gestures, uh, he has figured out how to unlock an iPad. So, I mean, he's getting there. My mom, she tries to do swipe gestures, and it's it's kind of hilarious watching her try to do these. Um, she just doesn't get get the idea. And, and I've had a lot of arguments with people about this stuff. Like, well, you know, people can learn anything. I'm like, yeah, that's true. I mean, if I sat down long enough, I could teach my mother how to use the Unix command line prompt. But that doesn't mean it's something, you know, you want to do necessarily. Whether it's nature or nurture or whatever, people understand pressing a button. You press the button, you get out of the thing you're in. You know, you press the button again, you open the thing back up. You know, it's it's very intuitive for most people for whatever reason. I think it would be a bit of a mistake for Apple to get rid of the home button entirely, at least in the mainline iPhone. But, you know, I, I can say as someone with, you know, horribly screwed up wrists that you know, I, I don't miss the home button at all, personally. How long do you think it took you to get used to it? I read some of these reviewers saying it took them, you know, a week before they stopped fumbling with their phone. For me, it was like, I don't know, a few hours, maybe a couple days. Um, you know, I'm definitely used to it now, you know, a week, two weeks later at this point. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he, it's a little weird at first. Um, it, I guess it just depends on how adaptable you are to this stuff. You know, for I adapt things pretty quickly. So, you know, but even then it was a little awkward, you know, because you're, you're fighting years of muscle memory there. What happens then when you go to an iPad? Oh, see, now that's interesting because, you know, a lot of people report that, you know, they start trying to do the same gestures on the iPad and I do the same thing. Um, you know, so I'll bring up the little app switcher instead of whatever it was I meant to do. So that's a little disconcerting. And, you know, I, I think for a number of reasons, we'll probably see some sort of iPad 10, iPad X next year. I guess you have to look at it this way. You can't say Apple can never change its user interface on an iPhone from 2007. Obviously, they've added features. And... You can't say, don't do anything, because that's absurd. That limits their design. Obviously, they will have new design ideas, such as an edge-to-edge display. And when they do that, they have to make changes. So how do you do it? And this is a way, I guess, that appears to be working. I haven't heard a lot of complaints about it. So certainly it does. I assume then that um, when we look at the OLED display, it would tend to be more consistent edge-to-edge when you tilt the device richer colors is that pretty much it yeah it's um you know you see you see you know hear a lot about the off angle stuff which you know is a little annoying um but the uh you know i didn't really notice the uh the colors much at first um but then when i picked a few days later when i picked up my iphone 7 plus i'm like man this thing looks really dull (laughs) compared to the 10 um but now if you do have a 10 i highly recommend um you know, if you go to the TV app, you look at your iTunes library, assuming you own any uh, iTunes movies, 
Um, if you have any that have been updated to HDR, uh, try playing one on your on your iPhone 10, and uh, it's uh, it's an incredible looking screen. You know, I've seen HDR stuff on on my TV before, and you know, it, it looked great. But I mean, it it just looks incredible with the OLED screen. Um, yeah, the other difference is uh, one thing. Um, there are some uh, little camera tweaks. Like probably the biggest one is that. Um, you can do portrait mode with the selfie camera, which I'm not a big selfie person, but, uh, that's a nice improvement. Um, cause you know, I mean, portrait mode's great, you know, for, you know, uh, still like people who will stand still unlike my toddler. Uh, you know, so if you're doing a selfie, you presumably can stand still in front of yourself. Another thing I will point out, um, a lot of people don't talk about this is that the speakers for the 10, um, and I loved the iPhone 7 Plus speakers, but the ones for the 10 make them sound terrible. Uh, it, it's very loud and very clear. Um, I mean, it's, of course, it's not as good as the iPad Pro speakers because with iPad Pro, you have like four speakers there. You basically have a little surround sound system and a tablet. But the uh, iPhone 10 has very good speakers. Um, I mean, it could replace uh, probably, I mean, a smallish, you know, decent quality speaker, though. Well, even then, the advantage is not where you suddenly hear robust bass. It's just louder and stays clearer. That's all. Right. But the uh, probably the best thing about the iPhone 10 though, is uh, the Space ID thing. And it's, I mean, and it really is incredible. I'll just to give you an idea, Rich Mogul, our security editor at Tidbits, you know, who is about as jaded as one could possibly be when it comes to... Um, uh, security stuff, right? And he wrote an article for us recently for Tidbits, where he just gushed over it and you know called it a game changer because it, it really is that good. The Face ID stuff, I mean, it's instant. You know, I mean, I have some trouble with it in the morning, but I mean, you you basically you just pick up the phone. It's like, it's like you don't even have any sort of authentication whatsoever. You pick up the phone, you swipe on it, and it unlocks, and it doesn't it doesn't really take much effort usually on your part. And the setup is a lot easier too, because you know, setup for touch ID was horrible because you had to like keep pressing your finger to the sensor and moving it around and rotating it. And this is not a good experience. Face ID, you look at the camera, you rotate your head around, done. So is this segment. This segment's done. We got another one to come with Josh Centers. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Now Live. <laughs> for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Want revenge on the common housefly? Well, after 10,000 years, someone has finally come up with a better way. The Bug Assault, a miniaturized shotgun, which utilizes ordinary table salt as ammunition. Non-toxic and no batteries required. So much fun, you'll forget you have a wife and kids. $39.95 and free economy shipping. Use discount code GCN and get an extra 10% off your purchase at BugAssault.com. Fire your fly swatter. Get your Bug Assault today. 
Have you checked your ECS lately? We have. We are New Pharma, scientists who specialize in human functions controlled by the endocannabinoid system, or ECS. Let me simplify. Your ECS is involved in physiological processes like appetite, pain sensation, mood, memory, and immune systems. New Pharma's patent-pending science is the big difference in our natural solutions, formulated for your well-being. For example, our foundation product provides targeted nutrition to support a healthy endocannabinoid system, which is directly responsible for managing and controlling inflammation. This product contains turmeric, which is known as one of the best anti-inflammatories on the planet. Our Allergies product contains sage, which is a very effective decongestant. See all of our amazing capsules, essential oils, and ECS herbal tea at gnuphama.com. New Pharma. Your path to wellness begins here. When you have sleep apnea, traveling can be a real drag because you have to drag your big, bulky home CPAP device with you everywhere you go. But not anymore. Now you can travel easily and sleep comfortably anywhere thanks to Transcend, the world's very first mini CPAP. And right now, you can try Transcend absolutely risk-free for 10 restful nights. So call now, 1-800-962-5369. Our smallest and most advanced portable design ever, Transcend is as small as a soda can and weighs less than a pound. You can even add a battery that's as tiny as a deck of cards. Transcend is so incredibly small and light, you can easily fit it in your briefcase or purse to use anywhere you go. It's FAA compliant, too, so you can even sleep comfortably while flying. Now you can enjoy the freedom to sleep comfortably anywhere. But don't delay. To receive your 10-night in-home trial, call minicpap.com now. 1-800-962-5369. Again, that's 1-800-962-5369. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you can move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. Live with Gene Steinberg, it's the Tech Night Owl, because you never know what's going to happen next. So you set up Face ID, Josh Centers, by... Rotating your face around, or I guess you can move the device instead. Does it matter? Maybe, but uh, you, re- you really want to just do the uh, head rotation thing. So I rotate my head unless I have a stiff neck, and that's it. Now, there are edge cases, I guess, where face ID isn't as robust. Twins, it may or may not work. Identical on, twins. Uh, identical twins, right. So there could be a couple of edge cases. But remember, touch ID is not perfect. 
And I don't know how many of you sometimes have to touch your iPhone a few times to get it to recognize it. Now, what I do here is with my iPhone, I, there's an option in accessibility where you basically put your hand on the home button. You don't have to click it. And that makes it faster. And the other thing I do with my iPhone with Touch ID is I, I tend to unlock with the thumb. But just to make sure that I'm not restricted to one thumb, you have five profiles. So I have both thumbs stored. That usually makes it work. Now, with Face ID, though, you get only one. You get one face. Right. So you can't be two-faced, you know, like the character in Batman. <laughs> two-faced. Yeah. There's no two-face allowed. And you can't set up the device for two users unless one of them uses the passcode. Right. Or puts on your mask. You can't use a face mask, by the way. Nope. Doesn't work. Uh, well, well, I mean, I, I guess, you know, if they ever make one elaborate enough, and I've heard some reports uh, of people, apparently, they, they figure out how to make one elaborate enough, but you would have to spend a lot of money. Joanna Stern, in her review, and she always does the best videos for the, for the Wall Street Journal, she had a, a theatrical uh, makeup person create a mask of her face, which was just the creepiest thing, because, like, it didn't have eyes, so it just it looked like like a Michael Myers mask or like Leatherface or something. <laughs> like, and uh, no, that, that didn't work. So um, Rich explained in his article that, I mean, you could probably, I mean, there's probably some way you can bypass Face ID, but it would be very expensive, as, even compared to Touch ID. Because Touch ID, you know, I, I could make a mold of your finger and, you know, create a fake thumb or whatever and unlock your phone. Or I could just cut the, the thumb off. Um, or you can just kill the person and within the first, what, 24 to 48 hours, you might get it to work, depending on how fast the body deteriorates. We're not recommending that, you know. This <laughs> is like a very now. gruesome idea, but they've discussed it. I mean, there are articles saying, what about somebody's dead finger? Will it work right. with a dead finger? And I'm saying, don't do this at home. Don't try it with your deceased relative <laughs> who had an don't iPhone with Touch ID because you want to find out where the money is. They didn't leave you. Don't do that. You know, that's not what we're here for. We're here to have a real radio show and have fun and talk about the new features of the iPhone 10 and the biometrics and all that other good stuff. We're not interested in gruesome details. But the point is here is that none of these systems are 100%. They're not meant to be. I mean, if somebody pulls a gun on you and says, unlock your iPhone, what are you going to do? You're going to be like Wonder Woman where she deflects the bullets or the Flash where you can grab the bullet out of the air or Superman or Supergirl where bullets don't matter. Right. I mean, no security method is perfect. Face ID is probably about as good in, you know, the here and now as you're going to get. So much for the fear mongering. Anything else of note, the camera, anything else that you noticed that was interesting to you? Yeah, I mean, the camera's nice. I, I think there are some little tweaks, but it's basically the same thing as the 8 Plus. Like I said, the selfie camera on the 10, you know, does have portrait mode. Um, you got the portrait lighting thing, which is also an 8 feature. I mean, and, and you know, it's a it's nice. Um, I don't think it's game-changing. So, I mean, that's really the 10 in a nutshell. You have the swipes. Uh, face ID, though, I think is the, really the draw. The screen's nice, but, you know, Face ID is, is really... Uh, where it's at with the 10 and you know i would argue it you know if you're a certain kind of user it would, it makes the 10 worth it according to published reports apple will expand the joy of face id 
to other iPhones come in 2018. This is the beginning of this technology. So let me ask you, iPhone 10 worth $999. I should point out that the Samsung Galaxy Note 8 is, depending on the list price you see, only 40 or $50 less. So yeah. that's not such a big deal. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I just told my a friend of mine about, I saw a deal, you can get a, a Samsung Galaxy S8 or whatever, like whatever the latest Galaxy is, and it's on sale from Best Buy, $15 a month. Pay, I'm paying $58 a month through the iPhone upgrade program for the 10. And I got to say, that Samsung sounds pretty tempting right about now. I, you know, I could stand to uh, cut my monthly phone bill by 75%. You know, honestly, if I didn't write about this stuff for a living, I'm not sure I'd be paying these prices. But um, here I am. That's how I make my living. And uh, I can write off a lot of this stuff. So that's what I do. I was looking while you were talking. An article from Consumer Reports. Should you buy Apple Care Plus for your iPhone 10? I think it's $199, right? Yeah. The repair costs are, I don't remember them off the top of my head, but they're astronomical. So, yeah, get the, get the Apple Care Plus on that 10. Are you going to use wireless charging? I might get one at some point, you know, if nothing else, just so I can talk about it. But I, I could care less, honestly. Well, first of all, it's not really wireless, is it? You still have a wire. It just connects to your phone in a different way. They um, call it inductive charging. Yeah, it's still a wire. It's it's um, uh, yeah. I don't I don't know. I just it, it doesn't seem interesting to me. I mean, plugging in a cable isn't that difficult, you know. And once on the charger, I can't pick it up and do anything with it. Not like, um, you know, I can when I have a lightning cable plugged in. Um, it just uh. Yeah, I, I, I just don't care. I mean, it's nice to have, I guess, you know, and I know in some airports, um, you know, and some furniture has the wireless chargers built in now. So, I mean, if I see one, I'm like, yeah, cool, I can pop my phone down there and charge it. And it's nice to offer to guests because, you know, if they have an Android phone or if they have an old Palm Pre for some reason or if they have you know, an iPhone now, they can just slap their, their doodad on there and, and charge it. You don't have to have the special cable. And it's a nice thing to have. I just I just don't care that much. iPhone 10. Another announcement we got from Josh is that he has a Nintendo Switch. All right. Which is way cooler than the iPhone 10. Okay. How does this differ from other Nintendos? For those totally unfamiliar with the product line. Okay, how how far back should I go? Um, <laughs> I guess I'll go back to Nintendo's rise in the late 80s. So you had the Nintendo Entertainment System, which basically single-handedly uh, revived the home video game industry, which connected to your TV, of course. And then a few years, uh, a couple years after that, I think 89, they released the, um, the Game Boy, which was the first um, mass-market portable game system that took... Um, different cartridges they had portable games before this but they were self-contained you see so um, you know over the years nintendo has kept this split where they you know they have the home system that hooks up to your tv and plugs into the wall and they have the portable system which you take on the road um and so over time what's happened to nintendo is even though they were the market leaders in the early you know through the mid 80s to the mid 90s uh once you had the sony's and microsoft start getting in the game with massive amounts of money and and they could afford to lose massive amounts of money uh just to get their foot in the door 
Nintendo, a fairly small company that doesn't, you know, just blow money uh, like a basketball player in Vegas, uh, they, uh, you, you know, they had to dial back a bit. And so the, the consoles they release tend to not be as graphically powerful. Um, they tend to not have as as rich of libraries as the Sony and Microsoft platforms do. The uh, so over time, Nintendo has become more of a niche sort of thing now they've still been but they've still been very huge in the portable market um the nintendo ds and 3ds uh have both been two of the most successful uh video game consoles of all time we got more to come on game consoles and more on the tech night out live thank you for listening to gcn Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. If you or someone you care about loves outdoor adventure, then check out Slingbow.com for some unique holiday gift ideas. That's Slingbow.com, where we have some innovative new products for the archer, hunter, or bow fishing enthusiast in your family. Now through January, use the promo code HOLIDAY to get free shipping in the U.S. or Canada. And from all of us at Slingbow Industries, have a safe, joyous, and peaceful holiday season. A commemorative President Trump dollar for only $5? Yes, the historic Trump dollar starts at only $5 at trumpdollar.us. Choose from our unique three-coin collection in gold, silver, and copper. The Vote Trump dollar, inaugural Trump dollar, and Make America Great Again Trump dollar. Available only at trumpdollar.us. Minted in the USA, our Trump dollars commemorate President Trump's patriotic stand. Order your Trump dollar collection today in time for Christmas delivery at trumpdollar.us. That's trumpdollar.us. It's a no-brainer. A Big Berkey water filter is the one you need, period. You need a water filter that removes chlorine, fluoride, pharmaceuticals, BPA, and other endocrine disruptors, pesticides, bacteria, viruses, and much more, right? And does it all at only two cents per gallon. Get the original most trusted name in gravity water filtration, Big Berkey. And now GCN listeners receive 5% off ceramic filter systems using code GCN. Call or click 1-877-99-BERKEY or BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY. 
Does the current world crisis in North Korea or our domestic crisis right here in America concern you? Well, I know it concerns me. My friends over at Legacy Food Storage have solutions in the event there's the inevitable. What's the inevitable? Civil unrest, a run on your local grocery store. And here's my question to you. If this happens, how do you feed your children? How do you feed your grandchildren? Legacy Food Storage has the solutions. In fact, they can help you implement a simple plan to take care of your needs in the event of the inevitable. By calling them right now, I have authorized them to give you a special 20% discount at checkout by simply using GCN. Call 888-543-7345 or visit them at LegacyFoodStorage.com. That's 888-543-7345 or visiting them at LegacyFoodStorage.com. Make sure you use GCN at checkout for an incredible 20% discount. Don't be a victim. Take control of your life now. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I'm here to tell you about GCNTelecare.com, a team of board-certified doctors assisting you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Within 15 minutes of registration, care your family can afford. Revolutionizing the healthcare industry, virtual consulting, providing diagnosis of non-emergency medical issues by phone or secure video on computer or smart mobile devices. GCNTelecare.com, virtual care anywhere. know what's going to happen next? Well, here's the Tech Night Owl, live with Gene Steinberg. Josh Centers continue with backgrounding and explaining the Nintendo Switch. Okay, so long story short, as Nintendo has become less relevant in the living room, um, no one can compete with them on the portable front. Sony has tried a couple times with the PSP and the Vita, but both were market disasters for various reasons. Microsoft has never even really tried to compete with Nintendo here, and they can't even get in the phone market. Apple has been broached as a potential competitor for Nintendo and even a replacement at some points in time. But Apple has proven over and over again that they don't really get gaming, uh, you know, and even gaming on the iPhone isn't nearly as good as it used to be because they built the in-app purchases and the free-to-play games just get out of control. And so those games aren't really fun. So uh, Nintendo's last console, the Wii U, was a disaster. Had a great game library, but it was a very strange console. They did a poor job of selling. So the console before that, of course, was the Wii, which had the motion controls. So when they came out with the Wii U, people thought the Wii U was some sort of add-on for the Wii. They didn't realize it was a new console. And also, they had a very bizarre controller. It was like a merge between a game controller and a tablet. And and it had some portability, but you could maybe get 30 feet away from the TV and then it would start to cut out because it was a Bluetooth video connection, which I'm not still kind of bizarre. So it was just uh, a, a, some great ideas and some really bad ones and just a bad execution. And it never sold very well. So Nintendo sort of did a Hail Mary and they created this console called the Switch. And it's sort of remarkable because all it really is is an Android tablet with, a, with an NVIDIA Tegra 1 uh system uh you know video cpu kind of deal 
they've made these special controllers called Joy-Cons, which you can split and configure in different ways. And it also comes with a TV dock. So you basically have, so they've come up with a system called the Switch. And the reason it's called the Switch is because it's a portable system, but you can use this dock to connect it to your TV and you can break the controllers loose and you can play it as a home game console. And uh, it has become a huge hit. It's single-handedly saved Nintendo again, and uh, they're standing to make a lot of money uh, this holiday season. And I didn't really... I sort of bought one on a whim. I was having an extremely bad week, and I was at Walmart in the middle of the night, and I said, you know, if I go back there and I see a Switch, because they've been kind of hard to buy, I'm like, I'm just going to get one. Just to heck with it. I'm going to get one. And so I did, and, you know, I was very skeptical. I, I love Nintendo, but Nintendo screws things up all the time, and I've been burned so many times by Nintendo. <laughs> I, I, I had a lot of stuff poured into the Wii U, for instance. But the Switch truly is a magical piece of technology because it's a game system you can play whenever, wherever, however you want. I don't have to fight the rest of my family for the TV. You know, if my wife wants to watch Frasier reruns or if my son wants to watch Paw Patrol, I can go on playing Mario without, you know, having to wait for the TV or fighting with anyone or hogging the living room. When everyone goes to bed, I can plug it into the TV and play it on the big screen. And one of the things, too, about Nintendo is they have made the games for it super accessible. Like, for instance, uh, they ported the Wii U version of Mario Kart to the Switch, and it's a it's actually a way better game on the Switch than it was on the Wii U for a variety of reasons. But one of them is they've made it so um, you can set it up so the cars were still, will steer themselves and will accelerate themselves. And you can, if you do anything yourself, you, you override that. So it's still a very competitive game. But it makes it so people who aren't experienced video game players can join in because it's a four-player. It, it can be a party game. You can play it split screen. And so I took it to my in-law's house, and my four-year-old son was able to play with his grandma and grandpa. My, my, you know, my in-laws have never played video games in their life, but they were able to pick up and I was able to split the controllers out. You know, oh, here, here's half a Joy-Con, here's another half of a Joy-Con, and they were able to play with each other on the video game, even though no one there knew how to play a video game because Nintendo has made it so accessible. So it's really just a magical thing. And another thing about the Switch, too, is you can, as a kickstand, so you can be out on the road, I've done this with my wife. You know, we'd be out, you know, waiting at a doctor's office or something. I say, hey, you want to play Mario Kart? And so I, I pop out the kickstand, I put the switch down on a table, I pull out the Joy Cons, I hand her one. We play Mario Kart right there on the spot. I've done that with my son. My wife wants to watch TV. And so, uh, okay, out comes the kickstand, and I, you know, I split the controller out, and we can, you know, play a game with each other without hogging the TV. It's just such a, a brilliant little system. And they've been able to port some serious uh, heavy-duty games to it, like um, the version of Doom from last year. Uh, they just came out with a version for the Switch. And it, it does have some graphical uh, setbacks, but it's a people have been amazed. Uh, Digital Foundry, which is the um, uh, the website that they, they're always hypercritical of games and frame rates and things like this. Uh, they get really into the speeds and feed stuff. And they, they basically called it, I believe, an impossible port. Like, they don't understand how Bethesda was able to port Doom to the Switch and keep it as intact as it has been. It's just really, and and as someone who was almost totally just disgusted with the video game scene and pulled out of it entirely, the Switch has single-handedly pulled me back in. And I've told people, you know, I love the Switch hardware so much that I would rather play a game 
you know, I have a PlayStation 4. I'd rather play the game on my Switch if it's available. And actually, if the game isn't even available on the Switch, I couldn't care less because the Switch makes it so I can play wherever, however I want. And it's easy to, if it's a split screen game, if it's a multiplayer game, it's easy to share with family members. I don't have to, go, I didn't have to go buy a second controller. I eventually did. So I could have two, you know, go from two to four controllers. And the other brilliant thing about the Switch, so you can split these controllers, you can use them as one controller. And like like the Wii motion controllers and moving back and forth, or it comes with an included grip, so you can use it like you can pop those in there and use it like a traditional game controller. So it's just extremely versatile, and it's just such a great piece of hardware. And it's amazing what Nintendo is squeezing out of uh, basically what amounts to an outdated Android tablet. <laughs> well, I guess it's a cheap way to develop it. Well, and also it, the nice thing is it has standard stuff in it so you can you can expand the memory with a micro sd card um the connector for it is USB-C, so you can use um i've actually considered getting a dock for it that you know i i could take on the road with me instead of the uh the big bulky nintendo dock and it's something i could plug into my macbook and also you and share it between the two devices um so yeah, and and they uh, so Nintendo has a huge hit on their hands here, and uh, it's, it's one of the most exciting things uh, I've seen in in tech or in hardware in a long time. And you, you know me, Gene, I don't get excited by too much, but the Switch truly is a, a magical little piece of kit, and uh, you know just goes to show that you don't necessarily have to have the latest and greatest stuff; just a little bit of ingenuity to to really make technology interesting again. Well, let's put it this way. I'm not buying one. (laughs) Oh, I wanted to give our listeners an update here. My $12.88 Walmart watch is on second battery. I thought, well, I have the opportunity now to buy a new $12.88 Walmart watch when the battery was going. And then I thought, well, they'll install the new battery for less than $6. And I said, okay, I'm going to be a cheapskate. So you see, I... Still have the Walmart watch. I have not considered yet seriously getting an Apple watch. Apple claims every year double-digit sales increases, but they don't tell us how many. How do you take the Apple watch these days? Um, you know, it's funny you ask. I just realized I'm not wearing mine today. <laughs> I, I've, had, I've had the same one for a few years now, and it seems like I'll wear it through October, you know, whenever, you know, the new watch OS comes out and then eventually I just forget about it because I'm one of those millennials who doesn't wear a watch. Um, I don't know. It's one of those things. It's nice to have, but I don't see it as an essential in the least. Um, I mean, it's, it's a decent fitness tracker. Um, it's an okay way to, uh, check the time. Uh, the apps are useless. The notifications can either be useful or annoying. It depends on what I'm doing. Um, and you really got to pair the notifications back a lot. So it, it doesn't just get on your nerves. I mean, it is nice. You know, if you're the kind of person you're on the go a lot, like you walk, you're walking down city streets a lot, or you know, you're out working a lot and people message you and you want to be able to just, you know, look at your watch and see what they message you about it. Uh, it it's a nice thing to have. Um, but it's it's not the next iPhone. It's I mean unless unless Apple just to really pull something big out, uh, the uh, you know it's it 
<laughs> That's really all I can say about it. It's it's okay to have Watch OS four is is nice, um, but it just it's not it doesn't blow me away. It's not a must have. Well, I guess I must not have it. More to come with Josh Centers. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. <laughs> for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Classic science fiction at its best. Available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R O C K O I D S.com. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. Fully cooked, ready-to-eat bacon. I'm talking thick, meaty, center-cut, presidential bacon. Savory and delicious. I buy some, I use some, I store some. Awesome. No refrigeration needed with a 10-year shelf life. NASA Pack technology. Bacon. Fully cooked, fully hydrated, ready-to-eat right from the pack bacon. Or warm and served. Life-saving, ready-to-eat bacon. 10-year shelf life bacon. Ships free at FullyCookedBacon.com. FullyCookedBacon.com. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. I'm going to throw a curve at you because just the other day I was reading an article in the New York Times about the case of the missing spare tire on cars. Now, you have a truck, right? Yeah, I have a truck and a little Toyota. Okay. You have spare tires or donut tires on either? Uh, my truck, uh, I bought it used, like I buy everything. It did not come with a spare tire. I picked one up at a junkyard that I think will fit, although I'm not sure if it's big enough to cover the brakes. Now, the, uh, my Toyota did come with a spare tire, um, although, if I'm being honest, I haven't really checked the condition in a while. I do, put, I do keep fix-a-flat in both vehicles, and thankfully, in knock on wood, in like 20 years of driving, I, uh, I've only had to change a spare once. 
Most of the cars I've had in recent years have these donut spares, and everyone knows what they are. They're like limited-use spares. You put them on, and in theory, they're not supposed to be driven more than 50 or 100 miles at somewhat slower speed than the car is normally capable of. So watch out the high-speed freeways. And then you take the tire in to be repaired or replaced. And I've had that, I think, one time on a VW I owned where... I pulled into the takeout restaurant getting some hot food. And as soon as I got out of the car, the f- tire was flattening itself before my very eyes. Fortunately, the restaurant had not started making the meal. So I called Volkswagen's assistance line. They sent somebody over and they didn't try to repair it. What they did was mount the donut. It was night. I wasn't going to try to repair it myself. I can do that. I've replaced spare tires. Now, that's one way. The other way was in a Kia that I used to own, where they don't give you a spare tire. They give you this compressed air device that works off the battery, and a little canister that inserts some kind of goo mm-hmm. into the tire that supposedly handles a routine puncture. Not sidewall puncture, but just like a nail or something like that. Now, the problem I hear is if you do that, and then you take it to the tire shop to fix it. they got to clean the goo out first. Right. Before they can fix it. Otherwise, it worked. You know, I had it checked out. It worked fine. That was on the Kia. But I don't understand the point here. You remove the spare tire, and maybe it's 30 or 40 pounds at mm-hmm. most that you're saving in the car. It's got to have an insignificant difference in the fuel economy. And... The inconvenience of having to deal with it through one flat tire obviates any savings, just the time and inconvenience. There's also something called run-flat tires. I think Bridgestone makes them. You ever hear of them? Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. A lot of BMWs have run-flat tires. Mm-hmm. And the way it works is, supposedly with a normal puncture, you keep driving. The problem is, repairing the tire is expensive, and most times you have to replace the tire. And they're not cheap. It could be a couple of hundred dollars per tire just because of a flat. Whereas a simple flat tire is not that hard to fix if it doesn't do serious damage. In fact, we have a chain out here, I don't know if you do, called Discount Tire. Yeah. And and they fix it free. They fix your flat. They balance the wheel because they're removing the tire. They rebalance the wheel. They remount it. They check your tires. And they do it free. What's the catch? Well, I guess they figure they'll sell you some tires. Can't argue with that. What do you think about the lack of a spare tire? What? How are your cars situated? The truck has right. a spare tire or what? It, yeah, I mean, the truck has a there's a tire, like I said, a, a mounted tire I found in a junkyard. So I don't know if it would actually work or not. I, you know, it seems to be in good shape. I just keep it in the bed. My buddy who sold me the truck tells me it is not large enough. It's like an inch smaller. It says it's not large enough to... Uh, cover the brake rotors if worse comes to worse i guess we'll see if all else fails i do have the fix a flat um my uh my toyota has a donut tire my wife's volkswagen has some kind of spare tire and like a weird little kit to uh do that honestly i don't like doing anything on that volkswagen um even changing bulbs on it is a little much for me so I would probably call my credit card has some kind of roadside assistance thing. I might just call them for that because um, now my truck and my curl, I, I have no problem um, 
uh, changing tires on whenever. You know, I, I'm not terribly surprised that they're they're skipping the spare these days. It's like you said. Well, you know, also these they have these really tight cafe standards. You know, these government standards for fuel efficiency. At the same time, they're also required to put in all this new safety equipment that isn't exactly lightweight. So they're looking at every possible way to cut weight. And spare tires are heavy. They do take up a lot of space that you could use for storage or something else. And I'd say most drivers. These days, male or female probably um, would not be able to change their own spare tire. You know, and even last time I had to, I had a tire problem. My Toyota was parked at my house and I, uh, and one of them had gone flat. And instead of getting the spare out, I just had my wife go get some fix a flat. I put the fix a flat in there, aired up the tire, drove to Walmart because. It was the first place I think of nearby that, oh, I can buy some tires and have them look at it. And just like I thought, they said, one of these tires are rotted. They're too old. Um, They're like eight-year-old Michelins. I'd had them for a long time. Uh, They held up really well. Uh, So, yeah. So, I mean, I I can kind of see why. And, and, you know, furthermore, one of the things with spare tires, you have to check them on a regular basis, which I don't do. I don't think most people do. And I'm pretty gun car maintenance it's something i forget to do um uh so uh you 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 uh you come to a point where you can need the spare tire and it's flat which doesn't help you or it's rotted which is even worse that really doesn't help you um and even you know if you call triple a or something they'll say hey okay where's your spare tire so yeah maybe the best thing you know, and, well, of course, and also these car makers are cheap too. I mean, I really wish they they would just ship the full size tire, but you know, and not even a donut tire. But I kind of see why uh, they don't do it. You know, it, it makes a certain amount of sense. Yeah, but we're talking about what a hundred or a hundred fifty dollars, and why inconvenience the driver? I mean, I'll tell you something that was funny on my current car, which is a Volkswagen. I noticed that one of the tires tended to slightly leak air because I go to discount tire every couple of weeks and they, and they check the tire pressure. They have a special gauge computer there where you set the tire pressure, plug it into the tire, and it automatically fills or removes the air necessary to meet that amount. I assume it's accurate. And I noticed this one tire, it was a left rear tire, was losing a pound or two every couple of weeks, which is really insignificant. But when I brought the car in for an oil change, I asked the dealer, hey, what's up? They checked the tire. There were two nails in it. Wow. But they made such a tight seal that only lost a little bit of air. Of course, they fixed it. And, you know, they did the normal thing, remount and balance, just like discount tire. That's another thing, too, here. With car dealers nowadays, and I've talked to a couple of salespeople, so I'm pretty sure about this. Your friendly neighborhood car dealer who sells you a brand new car, more than likely they're not making a lot of money on that car, as expensive as it is because they have to have all these incentives to compete. They're not making a lot of money. They make their money from service. When they service your car, they're making a profit. And more dealers that I've seen in the recent years, they'll match any third-party shop's offer. So you want new tires. If the third-party shop says 150 bucks, 
they'll match it. A hundred for show them the ad, whatever. They'll match it. You know, an oil change, doing some major service like 30,000 miles, which is very expensive service on a lot of cars. They'll match the deal because they need it. That's where they make their profit. Isn't that an interesting thing? Bet you didn't know that. Or did you? Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I know they they definitely try to get you into the, the service shop as much as they can, right? Right. Um, and we've got a break here, and then we'll have our final segment with Josh Centers. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night How Live. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Are you happy washing your hands with harsh chemicals? Are you happy doing laundry with detergents? Are you happy paying high prices? Find your happiness with Pure Soap. These all-natural, earth-friendly Pure Soaps are the very best you've ever used. Buy in bulk. Get a 12, 36, or 48-month supply. Or get items individually and still save big. You're getting soap products twice as good as what you're using now. Earth-friendly and natural soaps. Your family deserves the best. Happiness is 5starsoap.com. Why not put your money up the drain for a change? See them at 5starsoap.com or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Cal Bend Soap Company can save you thousands of dollars and give you good old-fashioned real soaps that are triple concentrated. Soaps made from vegetable and coconut oils. See their full selection of soaps at 5starsoap.com. That's F-I-V-E starsoap.com. Or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. If you or someone you care about loves outdoor adventure, then check out slingbow.com for some unique holiday gift ideas. That's slingbow.com, where we have some innovative new products for the archer, hunter, or bow fishing enthusiast in your family. Now through January, use the promo code HOLIDAY to get free shipping in the U.S. or Canada. And from all of us at Slingbow Industries, have a safe, joyous, and peaceful holiday season. It's been said, any society is only three missed meals away from chaos. Those times may be near. Think about it. Our country faces multiple terrorist threats and aggressions from Russia and North Korea. Social unrest and violent marches yet again may lead to looting of stores and city shutdowns. And our crumbling infrastructure leaves our power grid vulnerable to long-term outages from a single cyber attack. When the chaos from any one of these threats arises, the government knows it can't provide during a widespread national emergency. That's why you need your own plan for self-reliance. That's where My Patriot Supply comes in. 
Get a four-week survival food supply for only $99. That includes breakfast, lunches, and dinners. Order online at preparewithgcn.com. $99 for four weeks of survival food that tastes like homemade cooking and lasts up to 25 years from My Patriot Supply. Get your kits today at preparewithgcn.com. Free shipping is included. Preparewithgcn.com. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. Now, I should amend this. I'm talking about new car sales. Used cars, there's a much wider range for profits. But even then, you know, a lot of times a dealer is going to give somebody a little bit more money on the used car to get you to buy a new one. And they've got that investment in the car. So therefore, their ability to earn a profit is restricted. My understanding has always been they can they can usually make more money on the used cars than the new ones. I generally avoid dealerships as much as possible, at least like new car dealerships. We do have a little used car dealer around here, and you know most of those are, are shady, but uh, we we know the fellow who runs it. He's he's probably the only honest car salesman I've ever talked to in my life. So when we got our Volkswagen, we actually paid nothing for it because he he gave us like a two thousand dollar discount on it which was far less than the insurance check we got. And the reason he gave us the discount is he's like, I just got this car in. I don't know what kind of condition it's in. It looked good to me. So I'm like, okay, fine. Let's take that. It took us like a month to get the insurance check. And it's got some problems. It's had some problems with it, but you know what? All the repairs we've paid for still haven't made up for the ridiculous discount we got on it. My wife loves the car. What um, kind is it? It's a Touareg. It's the Volkswagen SUV. Right. So how old? It, it's a 2005. It's a first gen. It's basically like a luxury car. You got seat warmers, leather seats, all this stuff. And again, we got it for free. It has some rough shifts when you go uphill. Uh, that's probably not good. Uh, and it, the bulbs keep burning out. Uh, maybe I've got that sorted out now, though. I, I kept replacing them until they finally just stopped burning out. It needs some other little repairs here and there. The um, the uh, oh the catalytic converters are apparently going out, although that's been happening for a year and they're still running. So <laughs> apparently, just having a check engine light is a Volkswagen thing. Um, so yeah, we're just this thing's pushing two hundred thousand miles, and we're just I don't know, just drive the thing till it eventually falls apart, I guess. <laughs> so if you have to put in maybe another thousand or two to keep the car up to date, you saved so much it didn't matter. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not the worst thing. No, I mean, if we get to the point where it needs, like, a lot of, exp- like, I mean, oh, it needs a new transmission, it needs this and that, I'm like, okay, well, 
I guess push it in the lake and <laughs> move on or, you know, try to trade in or something. Uh, but, you know, for now, I'll just put up with the problems and it gets the job done. Well, you see, I don't grok SUVs or crossovers. To me, a car is a car. But I know most people don't buy cars anymore. So if you really want to get a great deal, you do that. Do you think, though, and you're the kind of person who drives older cars. Mm-hmm. You would ever buy an all-electric car if it was cheap enough or recent enough? I mean, you know, uh, so here's the thing. Here's my thing with electric cars. I mean, I'm not against electric cars, but one thing I know about electronics is that batteries go bad over time. So I never see a a truly thriving market for used electric cars. Like, even you spend like $100,000 on a Tesla, you know, how how many years of those lithium batteries are going to be good? Um and look, I would love to have a Tesla, but even like the Tesla three, which I'm not terribly impressed by, uh, but uh, it's uh, you know it's thirty thousand dollars. That's a lot of money. You know, I, I know for, I know for some people it's not, but you know that's a lot of money. And I don't I don't like debt. I don't like car payments. I like to pay cash for my clunkers. That's just kind of a thing. Uh, you know, I'm just not interested. Now, if one day someone's like, "Hey, I'll sell you a Tesla, two thousand bucks. It'll still hold a charge for." You know, a few hours, I'm like, okay, sure, why not? But, you know, because that's just kind of how I buy cars. Okay, Tesla. The battery and drive unit limited warranty covers the repair or replacement of any malfunctioning or defective Model S or X lithium-ion battery for a period of eight years or unlimited miles. Okay. Uh, well, I think it's going to happen with these, and what's probably going to happen to cars in general is that it's going to be like a lease. It's going to be like the iPhone upgrade program, except for a car. I think, is it Hyundai it's, or, or it Volvo? I think it's Volvo. They're always doing weird stuff. I think they're doing something like that. You pay like so much per month, and you just get a new car every year. I think it's going to end up being like that. No one's actually going to own a car because these batteries won't last all that long, and so you'll just... Sign up with Tesla and you'll pay them so much money per month. You know, you'll always have a fresh new car when you need it. And uh, they'll fix things for a moderate charge if things go wrong, et cetera, et cetera. But any I'm car a- lease is kind of like that. Yeah. You lease a car for three years. You just bring it in, you lease another car. It doesn't have to be the same lease. So it's maybe a distinction without a difference. So anyone who leases a car is making that decision in advance. I'm going to keep this car for two, three, four years, whatever the lease is. And then at that point, I have my options open. And I can decide, well, do I want to just lease another car from this dealer or go to another dealer? And I understand, well, just making it like an upgrade program where every you get a permanent lease for that Volvo. And for the next, you know, as long as you keep it going, you get a new car every couple of years. And then at some point, you have the option, I suppose, to say enough, you can trade it back, you could buy it out, whatever. I mean, with a car lease, you do have the option usually to purchase it. They will give you an offer, probably up front. They'll say if you decide to purchase it after the lease, it's going to be 22000 for your BMW 3 Series. Not that I have anything that expensive. I have a VW, one of the cheapest models they sell. But, you know, assuming I had the money, they could do that. But I think more than likely, they want to find a way to leverage the fact that most people who get a car are only using it, like, what, 2% of the amount of time you own it? Mm -hmm. 
what does the car do for, for the remaining 98%? Of course, if you keep it running and you share the car, it will need incredible amounts of service. And that's why I don't pay much for my cars because I work from home, I live on a farm, Amazon exists, I have fiber internet. I don't drive that much. Uh, even living in the sticks, Uber isn't really a thing when you live in a bunker in the woods. So I buy a cheap cars, bunker? keep a bunch around. A, hold it, a bunker? Half of my house is underground. So, I mean, it's a nice house. It's not like, you know, a literal concrete bunker or like a school bus or something. I do live in the woods. I do live in a house that is partially underground. So I do call it a bunker in the woods. Well, okay, I'm not going to talk about that because we're talking to somebody here who's weird. (laughs) I knew this guy was probably a little bit strange. He lives in a bunker. The blacksmith in the bunker. All right. And I write tech reviews. Right. (laughs) And this is not like one of the bunkers you see with these wacky people on the Criminal Minds TV show. No, my wife loves that show. It's a nice house. It's sort of a strange-looking house, but but it's it's nice. People like it. It's got vaulted ceilings. He's going to send me stuff. pictures, and next time we talk to him, <laughs> we're going to talk about his house, the technology of Josh Center's house. You're going to send me pictures, Josh. I'm serious. Okay. Josh Center's, please tell our listeners where they can find more of your stuff if they're not visiting you in the bunker. Tidbits.com. You can find my articles. You can buy my books at TakeControlBooks.com. And if uh, you're really brave, you can follow my miscellaneous rantings and ravings on Twitter at JCenters. And don't let him take you to the bunker. <laughs> Josh Sanders. I have no idea why I said that. Nice meals here. <laughs> well, that's I'll go there for lunch. That sounds cool. Thanks for visiting us from his bunker on the Tech Night Out Live. Thanks for having me, Gene. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. It's a no-brainer. A Big Berkey water filter is the one you need, period. You need a water filter that removes chlorine, fluoride, pharmaceuticals, BPA, and other endocrine disruptors, pesticides, bacteria, viruses, and much more, right? And does it all at only two cents per gallon. Get the original most trusted name in gravity water filtration, Big Berkey. And now GCN listeners receive 5% off ceramic filter systems using code GCN. Call or click 1-877-99-BERKEY or BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY. Hey folks, Tom D for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, ghosts, zombies, UFOs, crop circles, and more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you. People who seek a little more than the other dating services offer. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com. And if you decide you like it and you want to connect with others, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. So many people want to share their experiences with the paranormal, the afterlife, the unusual. And this is the place to meet and share common interests with those of like minds. 
So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com. That's ParanormalDate.com. Use the code word George and start meeting others. Get going now and connect with someone you like. Kiyosaki, Rogers, and Schiff all concur there's an economic calamity that will be facing this country. My question to you is, do you know when and are you prepared? Most people don't, but my friends over at Republic Monetary Exchange have been leading experts in precious metals to help you offset the coming economic collapse. Right now, for a limited time, they have a free book called The 10 Reasons You Should Own Gold. You simply need to give them a call at 888-772-2929 to get that in your hands. Do not allow the insiders to do what they did to you in 2008, putting your IRAs, 401ks, and savings in jeopardy. You need this book, and you need it now. The 10 Reasons You Should Own Gold. Call 888-772-2929. That's 888-772-2929. There's a reason that the largest investment banking company in the world, J.P. Morgan, just purchased another 50 million ounces of silver. This free book will explain it. 888-772-2929. Heart disease is on the rise. Clogged arteries, high blood pressure, and high cholesterol levels may not be fully detected by you, but the symptoms are there. Loss of energy, blood sugar spikes and drops, poor circulation, and irregular heartbeat are just a few of these that can alert you that something is wrong. Hear how heart and body extract is making a difference in thousands of people's lives across America. My blood pressure has normalized. My diabetes has totally improved. Everyone is telling me now how much healthier I look, and I'm telling everyone how much healthy I feel. I recommend heart and body extract to everyone. Anybody over 40 in the North American continent should be using this product as a preventative to keep their cardiovascular system healthy. Order your two-month supply today by calling 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. Or order online, hbextract.com. Heart and body extract, 866-295-5305. Or hbextract.com. What's going to happen next? You never know when you're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. So Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer, as we speak, as we sit here to record this segment of the episode, is waiting for his iPhone 10 to arrive. That means, Brian, it's on the delivery truck now? It is out for delivery even as we speak, Gene. I'm, I'm like, you know, kind of waiting in anticipation. Well, we talked to Bob Levitis, who got his. Of course, a lot of people say he should get his, but that's another story. But seriously, we <laughs> talked to Bob. We talked to Josh Centers from Tidbits, and he got his. I haven't ordered one. So, therefore, I won't get mine because I didn't order one. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. You know, sometimes things happen, but I don't expect that. But so, therefore, in that particular case, I don't know if I'd buy one or not. Okay. Well, okay. Now, in the old days when I was a prosperous tech journalist, as opposed to a poor one, I would buy things just to have the latest and greatest if I didn't get a review sample. Sure. And then I think a lot of us have realized that it's nice to have the thing around, but is it worth the investment? And is the iPhone 10 worth the investment right now? 
unless you have a little money to burn. Now, in saying that, I do have an AT&T Next thing going on, and the upgrade to an iPhone 10 would not be that much money. So I still have the time that I could make that decision. Sure. So we never know. Things might happen. And I can't ask you your reaction because you don't have yours yet. I don't have mine yet. And um, I've been sitting by passively while everybody else writes about and talks about the this darn thing. And uh, I just haven't been able to do it yet. Okay. Did you order quickly? I did. I had my order in, I think, 13 minutes after the hour. So you were unlucky 13. I, I was, yeah. And and the funny thing is that, um, like Bob, I know Bob didn't place his. He So I ordered through Apple, through also AT&T, right? So I'm on the AT&T Next plan, I think similar to you. But I ordered mine through Apple because Apple does tie into your accounts with your carrier here in the United States. Bob ordered directly from AT&T the next morning, as, and Jeff uh, Gamut also ordered his after mine, but they both ordered through AT&T and they both got theirs on November 3rd. I thought that Bob got his from T-Mobile. Oh, it may be T-Mobile. Whatever the other, it doesn't right. matter. He, you know, directly from the directly from the carrier. Right. So the advantage is sometimes the carrier is the place. This is the first time that's ever been the case though, Gene. It's strange how that's happened. Now, to those who are considering ordering an iPhone 10 now, as we speak, the back order situation has improved. It's now a two or three week Waiting yes. period. Yes. So evidently something is happening. Something yeah. is happening. Yeah. Right. Now, there's a story you wrote up also that Apple has released a update to iOS 11, 11.1.2, to fix what appears to be some screen glitches on the iPhone 10. Yeah, one is that uh, the, the iPhone 10 display becomes unresponsive and really cold, or for some people, in really cold temperatures. The other one being that uh, some videos and live photos were being distorted on an iPhone 10. So I, iOS 11.1.2 it was released on Thursday. Uh, that would be, what was that, November 16th? Both of those problems get fixed. Now, I also become unresponsive in cold weather, they tell me. <laughs> But there's no fixing for that. Yeah, there's no. What was fascinating to me is that Apple could fix that problem in software. Like, how? What are they changing in software that will make the display responsive in cold weather when it wasn't before? There may be some temperature sensing going on. Yeah, it could be that. It it could it could definitely be that. That's a possibility here, and that that's why it becomes unresponsive because there have to be different settings for operation in cold weather. Right. Yeah. And that actually makes sense, Gene. So it's not hardware. If it was hardware, then you kind of sort of think that it would require a lot more than that. Now, the thing that surprised me in looking at specs, which I hadn't considered, even though it's a known problem with OLED displays, is Apple mentions the burn-in symptoms. Now, burn-in is something we used to have in the days of CRT displays. And with plasma displays where a constant image would result in possibly just not leaving, just staying there. Yeah, it gets burned into the, uh, to the, um, the photon, the, not the photon, so it gets it burned into the, uh, the, the, the things that make the pixels. Right. Now, this is an old phenomenon. It goes back to, as I said, CRT displays and 
plasma. And they developed the various manufacturers' software tricks to get around it. Yeah. Now, I remember I had a Panasonic plasma TV, and you had two things. Number one, where you go into some kind of clean mode where it would just send lots of of fast-moving images on the screen to clean it up. Another, apparently, is when you have that constant display, like the banner for cable news, and I think they've kind of been doing things at their end, too, it would actually move move it, the image, slightly, you know, back and forth by about a pixel, so you'd never notice it. Right. But it would reduce the burn in effect. And now Apple has a document at their site explaining that this is something that could happen. It could happen. Yep. Nothing to see here, folks. Right. Let's remember, though, to be perfectly honest about it, this is OLED limitation, which means that Samsung smartphones with OLED displays, it means your $5,000 OLED TV set, it's just part yeah, of the and, thing. And, and the Pixel 2 uh, XL has uh, ha- already had a, a problem with this. And, of course, the difference being that the Pixel 2 XL was showing symptoms after like a week of use in just the hands of reviewers. Um, right. Now, that's the point. With Normally, with burn-in, it, it's, it's something that happens after months. Yeah. Not, not, you know, an hour. I just got the thing, and it's doing weird stuff. Oh, well. There you go. So I think Apple is going to be very careful about its rollout of OLED. And there are other technologies. I Was it micro LED or something like that? Another technology. Yes. Sure. Yep. Is that supposed to be better than OLED? Or is it just an advancement on existing LCD, LED displays? That you know, it, it's, it's a different technology than OLED. It's uh, in many ways, it's a next generation technology. OLED's been around for a while. As a matter of fact, you remember uh, Apple would say that they weren't doing OLED until until some of the problems with OLED had been fixed. So, like you know, one one of the things that OLED has always done really really well is true blacks. It's fantastic at doing black, and but there were trade offs. There were always trade offs, and uh, Apple had said. Uh, in uh, various interviews that they that they weren't going to do OLED until those problems had been worked out. Um, so, you know, apparently those problems have been worked out, at least theoretically, to Apple's satisfaction. And um, the the micro, the micro dot, I, what's, I, what's the exact, the full name? Micro LED. The micro LED stuff um, is... It's a different approach to doing a display. I don't think it's quite ready for prime time yet, um, but it's you know coming soon. It'll probably come to to uh, iPhones relatively you know soon in the next few years. Micro LED or MLED is an emerging flat panel display technology. Consists of arrays of microscopic LEDs forming the individual pixel elements. When compared to widespread LCD technology, MLED displays offer better contrast, response times, and energy efficiency. But I wonder about blacks, and I wonder about the viewing angle. That's another big right. issue with current LED displays. We've got more to come with Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live.
to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First game attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I'm here to tell you about GCNTelecare.com, a team of board-certified doctors assisting you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Within 15 minutes of registration, care your family can afford. Revolutionizing the healthcare industry, virtual consulting, providing diagnosis of non-emergency medical issues by phone or secure video on computer or smart mobile devices. GCNTelecare.com, virtual care anywhere. Hello, Mr. Anderson. The NSA has noticed how much time you spend on conservative news sites. We have no choice but to consider you a domestic terrorist. Tired of your internet activity being monitored by Big Brother? Get VirtualShield.com, the world's easiest to use virtual private network. Browse the web anonymously, leaving pesky advertisers and spies in the dust. Get started today at VirtualShield.com. Take advantage of our free 30-day trial. VirtualShield.com. You have the right to remain private. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented MyPillow, I wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. MyPillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. 
A commemorative President Trump dollar for only $5? Yes, the historic Trump dollar starts at only $5 at trumpdollar.us. Choose from our unique three-coin collection in gold, silver, and copper. The Vote Trump dollar, inaugural Trump dollar, and Make America Great Again Trump dollar. Available only at trumpdollar.us. Minted in the USA, our Trump dollars commemorate President Trump's patriotic stand. Order your Trump dollar collection today in time for Christmas delivery at trumpdollar.us. That's trumpdollar.us. What are you listening to? The Tech Night Isle Live with Gene Steinberg. What's going to happen next? You never know. On the Tech Night Isle Live, Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer. We're talking here about display technologies, and I was just looking up MLED as opposed to OLED. So I don't know, are they going to pronounce that MLED? <laughs> MLED? I don't know. It'll probably be MLED. Right. Does it offer better blacks? I'm not sure. Does you it know, offer I, I, a wider I, I, viewing angle? Because that's a big difference between normal LED displays to varying degrees. You know, you view it like 25 or 30 degrees off axis and you see the picture dims or the colors dim and everything like that. OLED has less of that problem, much less, although it has some of it. Now, with an iPhone, I don't know if it makes that much of a difference because, you know, you know, do you look at your iPhone from the side? Oh, if I do, I, I see that it dims, so I have a fairly limited angle. Like I said, born 30 degrees. So I'm looking at my iPhone right now, and I agree with what I just so, said, which means I was right. MLED can be uh, lighter, in part because it's thinner, which, of course, we know that Apple loves thinner. It can supposedly do uh, a better color gamut, and it can even be brighter, and you could possibly even have higher resolutions with it. So, I mean, it does offer a lot of advantages. It's just not quite ready yet. But Apple supposedly bought a company that is a pioneer in this technology. I forget the name. I wrote it up, and I can't remember it right now. But they did buy a company that specialized in this technology. It could be, therefore, that OLED displays will be kind of an interim measure until that's perfected. Yeah, I would, I would imagine the, that's actually absolutely the case. I mean, you know, at no point is, is Apple ever at some kind of final end game when it comes to displays. They're always looking for the next, uh, the next big thing when it comes to displays. And OLED will be merely one stop among many. And OLED still has one problem, which is building enough panels. Because right now, they're more expensive. Apple had to go to Samsung. They admitted that. Apple had to go to Samsung to actually get, at least now, a source for these displays. Yeah. And it's not that they're afraid of buying parts from Samsung, because the division that handles mobile phones is a different division. And Apple will write a check. But Apple would like to have alternate sources. I think Sharp has OLED or LG. No, LG has OLED. Yeah, Apple doesn't like to source anything where they where that where it's single source. Uh, in part because they want to be able to play one company against the other in terms of um, terms and pricing and even the ability to deliver. And also because Apple doesn't want to uh, um, be at the, you know, at the, at the, at the behest of, of one individual company for for an entire product line. Especially one that they're involved in legal action with. 
Well, yeah, exactly. And especially one where, uh, you know, a company is known, we're talking about Samsung here, where, where the company is known to uh, regularly steal IP and be use very, very underhanded methods to, to uh, steal competing technologies. And whose CEO was convicted of fraud. Yeah, right. You know, Samsung also has a long history of bribing uh, uh, politicians and uh, prosecuting attorneys, I should say. I don't know what what South Korea calls them and judges as well. Apple, I believe, has been trying to limit its involvement with Samsung. Um, But, you know, Samsung is also a world class producer of a lot of components. OLED happens to be one of them. Interesting article you one of your colleagues wrote at Mac Observer. Apple needs a smarter way to encourage Mac OS upgrades. We'll get John in in a week or two to talk further. But do you want to stick some of your comments in the picture? Well, sure. Yeah, we we, we talked about that uh, on Thursday's Daily Observations podcast. Uh, Jeff Gammon had me and, and John Martellaro on the show. And we talked about that. And John put forth his argument that basically Apple needs to maintain a... Um, he sort of walked this back, but basically the Apple needs to be more cognizant of what is on a user's system so that when Apple blithely says, here, uh, you know, install this brand new operating system, for instance, High Sierra, uh, the user doesn't find themselves with a bunch of incompatible apps that that, that no longer work. I, I disagreed with them on that. I think that, uh, that, that that's almost an impossible and and utterly thankless task for apple to engage in and i think that we the users have to be uh, you know aware of and responsible for the software that we're running on our systems now just as a point of order here microsoft with windows has done that in some releases where they check the software for compatibility i guess based on a database but that's the problem apple would have to set up a database, or look at things in that software, which it does to some degree. I mean, sometimes you see something incompatible software. But look at the software to see if there's something being done it can't support and would cause it not to run. That would require extra scanning. Or keep a database from developers. But there are too many apps, there are too many variables, and too many things can go wrong. So really, it's up to the customer to decide. Now, maybe Apple could put up better warnings, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, they give you so, no information now at all, or very little. Well, and that's John's point. And I, I suppose that Apple could do a better job of, of saying, make sure that, that your software is is compatible with this update before you before you do it. Um, I, but you know, I mean, Apple Apple's been doing these updates for a long time, and uh, I'm not really sure why this is suddenly a a, a big problem now. Uh, I don't know. I just I, I'm 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 comfortable. I'm comfortable with the idea that we need to be responsible for our software. If you're going to install Office on your system, you probably should be aware of what it works with and what it doesn't, especially if it's business critical. Well, yeah, I think I in general they should possibly do more to resolve that. They should definitely. Look for obvious things, or maybe be more well, then you'll straightforward have a conversation about that. With John about this. <laughs> right. Well, we're going to have to talk to him about that. Now, next year, supposedly, they're talking here that any app that isn't 64-bit on a Mac won't run. Yeah. So, therefore, my old version of Photoshop, which is probably not 64-bit, I'm not sure. It is <laughs> Knowing Adobe, it's probably like, you know, 16-bit or something. I'm kidding. Yeah. 
whatever. Well, right, I'll have to then, I can't buy a new copy of Photoshop. I'll either have to buy someone else's product that is compatible and does what I need, Pixelmator or something like that, or subscribe to Photoshop because I can't buy it anymore. That's a tough decision for all of us. I'm, 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 Gene, I'm in the same boat. I'm, I'm on um, Creative Suite 5.5, which includes, I think the entire thing is probably 64, 32 uh, bit. So I'm, I'm going to be in the same boat. Um, That's again, what I have here. I think 5.5, which is, I think, the last version before 6. And they, 6 was the final version, I think, for, yes, yes. for a standalone suite before you had the cloud. I believe so. might have been 6.5, but I believe so. And even then, in order to make it run after an OS install, you have to reinstall an old version, Java 6. No, six is correct. Yeah, the six was the last version. Yeah, you have to have well. You have to also install Java six because it's using yeah. Java to open the app. I mean, what is this? This is supposed to be a Mac app. Why is it using Java? Because Mac, because Adobe at some point decided that compatibility with Windows, that Windows was more important, and the compatibility, uh, i.e., you know, like basically having the same engine. Running the the Windows and the 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 Mac version was was the better route to take, and it was it was lazy and short sighted, and I have been furious with Adobe for years for forgetting the platform that that made them what they are, which is which is the Mac, and it it, it frustrates me to no end, and and the notion that Photoshop runs on java ran on java as as late as it did is absolutely infuriating exactly you can't you can't launch that app and i guess one thing they look at it this way they could either fix that maybe it's just well, a it, loop, wait, uh, it works now it won't work when apple cuts off 32-bit apps right okay exactly just to be, just to be clear there's not going to be anything that you can do about that once they cut off 32-bit apps this app won't work yet it apparently requires 64-bit for Windows. It doesn't make sense to me. I won't even try to... Brian will answer that if he can, because I don't think there is any answer other than being chintzy about programming Mac versions, at least then. I think right now their adherence to the Mac platform is more robust than it was then, so we don't have these silly issues. More to come on the Tech Night Out Live. for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. 
It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Are you living your passion? Are you pumped to go to work because you get to talk about or work with or do the things that interest you the most? Is working, playing, and relaxing one and the same? As long as you're working for someone else, you'll never be living entirely true to yourself and your passion. I'm Pharmacist Keith. Let me show you how you can work around your current schedule, create the extra income so you can live your passion. Visit radio.recordedvideo.com. That's radio.recordedvideo.com. Radio.recordedvideo.com. Most people think life insurance pays after you're dead. That's true. But did you know you can have tax-free access to your life insurance while you're still alive? You can use the life benefits of your life insurance to grow your money with certainty and guarantees. No stock market risk, no tax risk, and no penalties. Call Life Benefits if you'd like a free book about how this can be done. Call 702-660-7000. That's 702-660-7000. Welcome back to Tech Night Out Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, it's Uncle Gene. Yeah, it's him. We have Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer. We're ragging on Adobe because they're there. And I think it requires a 64-bit version of Windows. So why not the Mac? What are they doing? They're using old, old stuff in terms of the tools with which to build that app. I think that one thing that we would be able to do when Apple does cut off 32-bit apps is that we would be able to install... um, an older version of Mac OS into something like Parallels or VMware Fusion, and then run things like Photoshop within that environment, old versions of Photoshop. Now, they also, I think, either have or are about to cut out 32-bit support for iOS, but it's a lot different there because we're not dealing with these big, expensive, monolithic apps. Most well, apps and, that you might have to replace are not going to be that expensive. And we also have Apple playing absolute gatekeeper on through the through the App Store. The while Apple has a Mac App Store, not all apps are on the Mac App Store, and and uh, that includes a lot of the big third party apps because they don't want to pay Apple a cut. That's right. And the other thing is that Apple won't support them with sandboxing. Right. There are certain apps that cannot be available. Yes. This is an argument we make with iOS 2, that certain apps that would be nice to enhance productivity on iPads will never be available for that platform because of Apple's restrictions. Right. It's Apple is, is making a usability trade-off for security. And that annoys me in many regards, but at the same time, the, the security aspect of it is important. I mean, it's a trade-off, and, and it's not. no one's going to be ultimately happy. Speaking of security, and this is an interesting point here, because I've seen some fear-mongering articles, and we know people like Macalope will come in there 
and attack them because they're so stupid, these articles, about, well, Apple's iPhones know everything about you, the steps you take. Now they'll know your, what your face looks like before they just knew what your fingerprint was. And they don't pay attention to the secure enclave, a chip level support on your iPhone or iPad. So Apple doesn't get that data. It is locked into the device. That's maybe Siri isn't as flexible as other digital assistants because you can change Siri in settings. I wish it was just shut up. And <laughs> <laughs> that Siri is not as flexible because Apple is not taking your personal requests. Interesting question, Gene Steinberg. That Apple is not scraping all your stuff and all your personal information. I mean, they get stuff that's abstracted in different ways to to get information. But basically, they're protecting your privacy. But with Google and Amazon, you are the product. Uh, This is true. And this is one reason why I'm an Apple fan. Um, it's one reason why I'm an Apple customer. I am not the product when I but when I buy with uh, from Apple, when I get services through Apple, Amazon, Facebook, Google. You know, those are three of the the biggest platforms where our biggest you know companies and slash platforms slash retailers, where uh, I'm the product that's being sold to other people. And if I'm going to sell myself, I'm going to get money for it. Right. I don't want to pay. Amazon to, to, to be the product. Um, uh, to be fair, I think that Amazon delivers us a, a lot more value uh, than, uh, say, Facebook or e- even Google. And Google also gives value for, for what you're giving up. But to me, that, that price is too high, too high to pay. Right. Well, the thing with Amazon, you have an online store. And of course, there are retail outlets now. I mean, they bought Whole Foods. So you have the Amazon supermarket, all this stuff, but you're getting value because you can buy all these products. I don't like them knowing too much about me, but that's another story. Let's move into something else here. Okay. Because it goes into more fear mongering. When Apple ditched the headphone jack mm-hmm. last year on iPhones. My God, you could hear the screaming. Now, Apple does provide an adapter and a wired set of earbuds with iPhones. The problem is, of course, if you want to charge and listen at the same time, that's a problem. This year, of course, the new iPhones have inductive charging. So you don't have to worry about that anymore. And if you could buy the inductive charge, because it's not supplied. So that's another thing right there but they were screaming and yelling about that over the years apple gets rid of things floppy drives scuzzy and other things you know whatever happened to firewire yeah adb at the, the apple desktop bus i mean this is interesting how they do that apple doesn't want to hold on to old things that have outlived their usefulness. Remember, the headphone jack goes back to the 50s with the transistor radios. It descended from the original phone plug that goes back to what? The telephone operators would stick the plugs in these big junction boxes. It goes back, what, to the early 20th century? Uh, Yeah, sure. Yeah, it was a bigger version of it, but yeah. I know I wrote stuff about that. 
when the rumors came up, look how old this technology is. And Apple was doing the same thing at their presentation where they explained that they ditched the headphone jack. And I thought, maybe they're reading me? I don't know, because I did that first. I really did. Anyway, so we have Sir Johnny Ive interviewed with Time Magazine. Yeah. And by the way, just parenthetically, one of the top 25 inventions of 2017 is the iPhone 10. According to Time Magazine. Yeah. I mean, you know, we make our own decisions about that. So I guess I was talking about specifically the decision to ditch the headphone jack. Blindly holding on to the past leads to failure. What's yeah, he's, he, he's got a couple of great quotes here. Um, and and there's, there's, there's two points that I made. I wrote about this uh, on Thursday. There's two points that he makes. Um, here's the first quote. Uh, I actually think the path of holding on to features that have been effective, the path of holding on to those, whatever the cost, is a path that leads to failure. And in the short term, it's the path that feels less risky, and it's the path that feels more secure. It's not necessarily the most comfortable place to be in when you believe there's a better way, because that means moving on from something that that has felt successful. And, you know, the 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 in many ways, he's sort of like he's sort of saying. All right, tangent. Do you remember when Phil Schiller uh, said that uh, Apple had the courage to uh, get rid of the headphone jack, and it just it just like everyone who was pissy about the uh, headphone jack was just you know up in arms about about Apple claiming that that was courage. He was he was hammered for that. On the other hand, how many other companies? Well, you know what, Pixel phones don't have headphone jacks either, do they? Oh, I don't know. I haven't. Do they not? Let's look. Pixel fan headphone jack. They might, but Apple did it first. Confirmed. Google's Pixel 2 phones don't have headphone jacks. Yeah, the Verge reported the Pixel's mixing headphone jack proves Apple was right. I mean, there are so many reasons to get rid of uh, the uh, headphone jack. And and I think that, that Apple may well have had the courage to do that. I don't think that they should have said so publicly, even if even if they were you know patting themselves on the back behind the scenes. I don't I don't know if they should have patted themselves on the back publicly in that particular way. But the reality is, is that uh, the, the, a lot of what Phil Schiller was saying was correct. But what Johnny said, Sir Johnny Ive, in that quote that I that I read, was you know essentially saying the same kind of thing, but saying it you know with a lot more nuance. That it's easy. To stick to the thing that everybody knows works, and it's a lot harder to you know to to throw out that stuff and look for the better way and and move towards a better way of doing things. Let's break it here. Well, I can think of a lot of possibilities, and we'll get into that in a moment with Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer. I'm Gene Steinberger in the Tech Night How Live. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. 
But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Attention business owners and independent contractors. This is a money-saving message from Tax Mediation Services. If your business owes $20,000 or more in taxes, we can help you today, right now. Listen, dealing with the IRS is no picnic. It's an intimidating and extremely stressful process, and you don't want to go it alone. Our attorneys know every law, every tax break, and every possible opportunity to help you resolve and reduce your tax debt. And if you owe more than $20,000, you may be at the top of their hit list. So don't take your tax debt lightly because it will not go away on its own. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, your home, and even shut down your business. Call our tax experts today at 1-800-774-3149 and let us deal with the IRS while you focus on your business. That's 1-800-774-3149. Again, that's 800-774-3149. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Attention type 2 diabetics. If you or a loved one has taken Invokana, Invokamet, or Invokamet XR or other inhibitors for type 2 diabetes and suffered amputation of the toes, feet, or legs, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. The FDA has warned that Invokana, Invokamet, or Invokamet XR and other inhibitors for type 2 diabetes cause an increased role in amputations of the toes, feet, and legs. If you or a loved one has taken Invokana, Invokamet, or Invokamet XR or other inhibitors, for type 2 diabetes and suffered amputation of the toes, feet, or legs, you may be entitled to substantial financial compensation. Act now. Time is limited to file a claim. For a free consultation and free information, call Injury Help Desk at 800-475-7607. That's 800-475-7607. Again, 800-475-7607. Call now. This is an advertisement paid non-attorney spokesperson. www.injuryhelpdesk.com is responsible for this advertisement. Principal Office, Las Vegas, Nevada. A commemorative President Trump dollar for only $5? Yes, the historic Trump dollar starts at only $5 at trumpdollar.us. Choose from our unique three-coin collection in gold, silver, and copper. The Vote Trump dollar, inaugural Trump dollar, and Make America Great Again Trump dollar. Available only at trumpdollar.us. Minted in the USA, our Trump dollars commemorate President Trump's patriotic stand. Order your Trump dollar collection today in time for Christmas delivery at trumpdollar.us. That's trumpdollar.us.
we'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. So, we have this interview in Time Magazine with Sir Jonathan Ive, mentioning, of course, the headphone jack. And we have that kind of snappy comment from Phil Schiller last year about Apple having the courage to do it. And then when the Mac Pro came out in 2013, he said, can't innovate my, uh, you know what, that word. And anyway. My butt. Right. But you see, that's a bad pun. Schiller is saying something as a marketing person. He knows it'll be quoted. And, you know, it's a pithy comment. But Ive doesn't want to be pithy. He wants to be more reasoned, shall we say. It's the difference between a sales and marketing guy and a designer. Johnny Ive is one of the most passionate people. I mean, I I don't know. I I, I like and respect that man um, quite a bit. He's certainly passionate about design. Uh, you know the the amount of work that he put into the Apple Park, Apple's new headquarters that 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 is that most people have probably heard about by now, is the amount of work that he put in it, that his design team put in it, the the, the way that he has waxed poetic and and you know, about Apple Park. I mean, I just I I love this stuff, and the way he said this thing about. Um, about clinging to the past leads to failure is, I mean, it's salient. And, and I think that Apple is one of the, the only companies that, that is able to, to pull this off, at least in the, the consumer electronics world. Um, you know, Apple is the company that, that ditches old technology. And, you know, the PC world, the Android world, the, 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 those worlds tend to, to cling to it because it is, in fact, a lot easier. Like, you know, in the PC world, like if Dell, if Dell had quit using floppy drives, right, the other other companies would have, you know, all clamored to have floppy drives back. I'm, I'm going back to when Apple ditched the floppy drive with the iMac. And that was a that was a controversial decision at the time. And it was like, you know, oh, my goodness, what is Apple doing? Apple's crazy, blah, blah, blah. And if if Dell had tried the same thing first, ditched the floppy drive, the rest of the PC world would have... Uh, all you know touted their their floppy drives and customers would have would have would have abandoned Dell for the companies that were still doing what they were doing but Apple controls the Mac they control the hardware they control the software and Apple was able to make that move and it made sense and listen you know let me have a show of hands on who misses the floppy drive right we don't care about it right now but that's the care. thing it they'll advertise say look what we have that they don't but with headphone jacks there wasn't so much of a fuss there was a big fuss. There were a lot of people who were cranky about it. And well, they were cranky, but I don't think it lasted very long. It didn't last very long. And that's exactly what I had said at the time what happened. It's like, you know, we're going to, there's going to be, you know, a few weeks, at most a couple of months of, of, of people whining about this, and then everybody will forget it. And that's, pre- it's pretty much what happened. And it's what's going to happen with the home button, right? There's, there's a, a lot of to do about the lack of the home button on the iPhone 10. There, there are people who say that they miss it. You know, we're not we're not going to miss it. We won't miss it. And I assure you that an iPhone without a home button is a better built device. 
and it is a device that has fewer points of failure. And uh, I, I don't have my 10 yet. I'm only going on what people who have their 10 have said. But, you know, you get used to the, to the new gestures, lickety split, and no one's going to care. And remember when the first iPhone came out, all the gestures, all the things the iPhone did, didn't exist. Yeah. Apple was first mover. You had to learn all that stuff. Yeah, do you and, remember all the to do on like a doesn't have a doesn't have a keyboard, man? I need I need a physical keyboard. Well, you know, some companies license BlackBerry technology to build Android phones with physical keyboards that look like Blackberries. Yeah. And you know how many people bought them? Um, I'm going to see how many fingers I have in my left hand. Exactly. Right. Um, In fact, there was a guy I interviewed at the time who ran a blog. He's an old BlackBerry fan, and he calls himself Crackberry something or other. And he came on and talked about it, and I said, do you think this is going to go? And I guess he said, well, look, if you like the BlackBerry, this is your choice. But I don't think he was that optimistic that it would really go anywhere. Yeah. Indeed, you know, BlackBerry is 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 sort of one of those companies too that 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 sort of exemplifies the what Johnny I was talking about. You know, they they clung to their their physical keyboards, they clung to their pre iOS look and feel. Goodness gracious, they tried to make Flash a selling point. I mean, like who misses Flash? Oh, screw Flash! Don't need it. Don't want it. Don't don't care. Go away. Flash is awful. And we want uh, to flush Flash. Yes, but flash not the comic book character. We don't want to flush Flash. No, at no, least not, the not Flash. That. We don't want to flush no. the Flash. But now we got to be confused because we've got two different versions of Flash. We have Grant Gustin on TV and Ezra Klein in the movie Justice League. And that's got to be confusing to some people. Except the one thing you will know, the guy on the TV can sing and dance also. That's good to know. Because he came from Glee. You don't care about any of this. Oh, yeah, he did, didn't he? Right. Grant Gustin. Oh, yeah, of course. His dance style is kind of like Dick Van Dyke. That kind of thin, lanky, real thin kind of approach. And and with very flexible. I mean, they had an episode called Duets where all the cast members who could sing sang. And you had Broadway stars singing. And you had the two people from Glee, Melissa Benoist, Supergirl, and Grant Gustin Flash, Singing. Anyway, we don't care about that. We're talking about Apple and changes. Apple's decision to dump old things. Steve Jobs once dumped an iPod that was selling perfectly well for a different kind of iPod. Yes, he did. He killed the iPod Mini, right? Wasn't the Mini? I've lost track. I think it was the Mini, and it was the best-selling iPod of all time. And he replaced it with the iPod Nano with a completely different form factor, different name, and. you know, and it was a it was it was a bold move. Like I don't know many companies that would kill their their best selling product for um, for something else, but you know it 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 worked out okay. Um. Um. But can, can I can I actually move on to this other comment from Johnny Ive because I thought it was even possibly even more poignant. Please. So he said, "I'm going to quote again." This is Johnny Ive speaking to Time Magazine. Quote. Paying attention to what's happened historically actually helps give you some faith that you're going to find a solution. Faith isn't a surrogate for engineering competence, but it can certainly help fuel the belief that you're going to find a solution, and that's important. That, to me, is is this amazingly 
powerful statement, especially the bit about faith not being a surrogate for engineering competence. And I think what he's talking about um, is really it's it's like sort of like coming at, at at Steve Jobs's reality distortion field, but from the opposite direction. Now, the reality distortion field is often used to talk about Steve's ability to tell us something like we're holding it wrong when it comes to the to the iPhone four and and uh, antenna gate back um, before Steve Jobs died, and and then believing him like yeah I guess we're holding it wrong I mean like uh, you know it's like like that's one aspect of the reality distortion field. We're going to distort some more reality in a moment. We have Brian Chaffin at the Mac Observer. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night How Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNTeam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Actual testimonials from real Numana customers. I've tried all kinds of food storage, and Numana is by far the best. I'm a single mom with two teenage boys and a full-time job. I don't always have time to cook a four-course meal. That's where Numana has been such a blessing. I can spend less time in the kitchen and more time on what matters most, like helping with homework. Find out for yourself. Order online at thepowermall.com. That's thepowermall.com. Numana is. Thepowermall.com. Warning, if you're drowning in debt you can't afford, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to pay it all back, because you don't. What the credit card companies don't want you to know is that there's actually a way to get debt-free without paying off your entire debt or going bankrupt. If you have $5,000 or more in credit card debt, you now have the right to let us settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. For free information, call Credit Associates now. 1-800-959-5759. We'll even show you how much money you could save. If you can't afford to pay off all your debt, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to. Call Credit Associates now for free information on how to get debt-free faster than you ever thought possible without debt consolidation or bankruptcy. We depend on your success and offer a guarantee, so there's no risk. For free information, call now. 1-800-959-5759. That's 1-800-959-5759. 1-800-959-5759. Google has all but banned the movie series, What Would Muhammad Do? It's a brilliant film on the true history and goals of Islam. This is the film Trump's enemies and holdouts from the Obama administration are terrified you will see. Pro-Islamic groups working with Google and other multi-billion dollar corporations have vowed to suppress the distribution of What Would Muhammad Do? When you see it, you'll understand why. Get your copy while you still can. Order the four-DVD collection today for $39.95 plus shipping and handling. Or go online and download the entire movie series for just $19.95. But wait, for those who order in the next 30 minutes, we'll throw in a nine-part series on the Muslim Brotherhood absolutely free. Go to www.mdfilm.com or call 304-289-3700 now. That's www.mdfilm.com or call 304-289-3700 now. 
Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation. Analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. Quickly, before we distort anyone's reality, we have Tech Night Owl Plus. The version of the show free of network ads for a modest monthly subscription rate with better quality audio. Check it out. Plus.technightowl.com. Plus.technightowl.com. And we're talking here about the so-called reality distortion field where Steve Jobs basically convinced people, I guess convinced engineers, to do something. Because yeah. he believed it could be done. But that is kind of similar because you're coming at it where before you can develop something that's innovative, you have to have a belief that something can be done. I can solve this problem if I put the right people towards it. Um, yeah. Uh, more specifically, though, Steve would take something that everybody knew couldn't be done. And uh, I think one of the one of a great example is in the Steve Jobs uh, movie that um, – uh, the one that was uh, written by uh, Aaron Sorkin. What? What? It's called. Uh, it's just called Jobs, wasn't it? But it didn't do very well. It, and- it didn't do very well. But there is a scene in that. There's actually a couple scenes where uh, Andy Hertzfeld is telling Steve Jobs that something that Steve Jobs wants to show to the world with the introduction of the Mac that it it doesn't work. And he's like, well, you know, what what do you mean it doesn't work? Make it work. So like, well, I can't make it work. Uh, how long is it going to take you to make it work? It's going to take, I don't know, X amount of hours. And Steve's like, okay, well, you've got like 42 minutes. <laughs> and, and, and Andy Hertzfeld is telling him, you don't understand. It's not going to work. I mean, like this can't be done. And Steve Jobs is like, well, you have to do it. And somehow Andy Hertzfeld did it. And he wasn't being Scotty about it. Right, he wasn't doing the Scotty principle, where you, where you, you, you tell someone uh, that'll take you a lot longer to do something, so that when you do it in half the time, you look like a genius. Actually, the words he used were "miracle worker." How he, would he keep his reputation as a miracle worker? Said Scotty to Captain Kirk. Yeah, fair enough. That's not what Andy Hertzfeld was doing. He was telling Steve it couldn't be done, and Steve just insisted that it be done anyway. And Andy Hertzfeld got it done. And I mean, that's that's. That's the, the that's the real aspect of the that's the real reality distortion effect and uh, reality distortion field in effect, and I think that what Johnny Ive is talking about with that quote about about how it's important 
that you have faith that you're going to find a solution, I think that's 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 part and parcel of of what has made Apple Apple since Steve Jobs came back in in the late nineties. Well, it's one thing here where how many times did Steve Jobs say that and it didn't happen because it couldn't happen? We only know about the successes. That you know, is there may have been 10 other point. requests to do something in 42 minutes that were never done, but they're on the cutting room floor. That is absolutely true, man. That, that, that's, a really, really, that's a really good point, and it's really easy to sort of, you know, um, you know launch these things uh, in retrospect into some kind of sainthood. But the ones that he did get done are still far more than anybody else has done as a company. Right, even if he succeeds one out of 10. Right. The others would be on the cutting room floor. Yeah. And whatever they do succeed at, Apple will give you a spin about how it was created. So we have to assume anything you hear from Sir Johnny is, to some degree, corporate spin. He's telling you now what they did, how they did it, because it's a good story. I don't think Johnny does spin. He has to to some degree, I think. I don't think Johnny does spin. There, I, I mean, and not not because I think he's some sort of perfect individual. He's, you know, he's he's just as flawed as as everyone else is, including including you and me. But I I don't think he does spin. I think he is a true believer in the primacy of um, of design, the power of design, for good and for ill. I might add. Yeah, but it's still the same thing. How many projects does Apple take on? that just don't work the way they want it to. We only see the successes because they haven't been finished products. We see Face ID because Apple made it work, at least to a point that's not perfect, but really good enough for most people to work very, very well. And they did it just with Touch ID. But is it possible, no matter what they tell you, that originally they thought we'll have Touch ID embedded in this OLED display. My iPhone is here. I'll be back. By the way, Brian had a false alarm. He thought his iPhone 10 had arrived and it didn't. Because as I mentioned to him, with Apple, when they send a package, you have to sign for it. Yep. And actually what happened is he got something, but it's the iPhone 12. <laughs> it, was, it, it ran through a time, time warp and he got himself yeah. a pre-release iPhone 12. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Actually, what will probably happen is next year it will be the iPhone 10 Series 2. Yeah, I'm wondering about that. Will it be the I- iPhone 10 2? That would be weird. Or 3 or 4 or 5. I don't or the know. iPad Pro. iPhone yeah. Pro, I mean. Yeah, what is Apple going to do next year? Now, getting back to this whole thing. Like I said, you believe that Sir Jonathan Ive, when he tells you something about designs or anything, he's being perfectly sincere and honest. I think there's a measure of corporate spin because they want to look like Apple is this magical, mystical company that does things that they never intended to put touch ID into the iPhone 10 and realize that they had the same problem as Samsung, which is to embed it. They couldn't do it either. And that maybe they were developing face ID, but that hastened the development. There was another story also that they sped up development of the iPhone 10. And this was, I guess, meant for next year. That's another story from Apple. You know, look, oh my God, look what Apple does. You have to realize there's salesmanship there. 
And they're not going to tell you about the problems. They're not going to tell you about the products that didn't pass muster. I mean, they got things working pretty good. It's not that we can go back and say Apple failed. But I just think when you hear these amazing stories, just remember the amazing stories on TV, the show that maybe they're going to bring back was a fiction show. The show that they're going to be bring back is going to be a fiction show? One of the deals Apple's making for TV content is amazing stories, the old yeah. amazing Steven Spielberg right. show. Steven Spielberg, five million bucks an episode, Apple's going to cough up. Right. Now, that was obviously sci-fi, fantasy, horror, like Outer Limits, Twilight Zone, that kind of show. Yeah. Anthology show. And, you know, maybe there is some degree of fiction to what Sir Jonathan Ive, this magical designer, is okay, telling here's you. the deal. Here's the deal, Gene. I think to Johnny, Apple is that magical place, rightly or wrongly. I'm not necessarily saying he's 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 correct, and I'm not saying that they're that the rest of Apple's executive team isn't constantly doing spin. But my read on Johnny is that Apple is exactly the magical place that he says it is. And that that's why I think that he's not spinning. I think that he's just telling it like he thinks it is. Could be wrong. Well, he's telling you about the successes anyway. Sure. Like that. And remember, they will admit, you know, when you design something and they won't give you give you the specifics, there always has to be a trade-off. To make something work, you have to have something not work. Now with the headphone jack, it's an old technology. It's a point of failure. They may have had to close that off to get the water resistance to work properly, whatever it is. It was a legitimate decision to make. So, but Apple may have made that decision not because, well, we don't need to have this headphone jack. It is because they needed something else. They needed to do something else. And so that was the opportunity to to make that change. It was appropriate at that time to do it because it was necessary for other purposes. Besides, if you ever had a broken headphone jack, go get that fixed. Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer, Gene Steinberg, you're in the Tech Night Out Live. listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com.
Most people think life insurance pays after you're dead. That's true. But did you know you can have tax-free access to your life insurance while you're still alive? You can use the life benefits of your life insurance to grow your money with certainty and guarantees. No stock market risk, no tax risk, and no penalties. Call Life Benefits if you'd like a free book about how this can be done. Call 702-660-7000. That's 702-660-7000. The answer to being in control of your own health care is freedom from insurance. Become part of a group of self-pay patients that come together to share in each other's medical expenses. Individual share amounts begin at $107 a month and $347 for families. Choose from three health sharing programs. Holistic treatments may be eligible for sharing. See guidelines. Discount programs available for dental, vision, and pharmacy. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. Investing is a long-term process. How many times can you think of in the last decade that the stock market has destroyed retirement funds for people just like you and me? For your existing IRA, you need the security that gold has provided for centuries. Remember, gold has never been worth zero. Capital Gold would like to introduce you to the Home Storage Gold IRA. It's a self-directed IRA set up with all the protection and tax benefits of an LLC. But the big difference in this IRA is you invest in gold and you hold it in your possession. You can't do that with stocks. That's security. You can transfer any type of IRA hassle-free in days. Please call right now and learn more, and we'll waive the $500 setup fee and give you a free safe to store your gold. 800-535-7789. That's 800-535-7789. This just in, before your doctor gives you another antibiotic prescription that you don't want, get this free report, The Miracle of Garlic, Your First Home Medicine. This free report is filled with easy kitchen remedies for common colds, flus, sore throats, ear infections, and more. Plus, learn to boost your immunity before you get sick. Go now to GCNWellness.com. Just like it sounds, GCNWellness.com to get your free report, The Miracle of Garlic. Click GCNWellness.com. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. I once had a headphone jack broken on my old PowerBook, you know, before the MacBook Pro. And do you remember what that was like to fix? Yeah, fixing headphone jacks. And headphone jacks, because there's a physical element, right? You plug in, you actually plug in the jack, um, and, and there's plastic involved. It is a high, uh, uh, it's, it's a point of failure with a high degree of failure for every device from every manufacturer. I know in this particular case, 
If I brought it to Apple, they would have said, okay, we will replace the logic board. I found a third-party company who would do a board-level repair. Hmm. Soldering gun, you know, the old-fashioned way. The way God intended such repairs to be. I'm not attacking anyone's religion. I'm just being silly. And they did it for like $50 or $75. It was fine. Much better better than a logic board replacement. Exactly. But I could see a lot of reasons to get rid of stuff like that. Because, number one, you reduce the more you do that, the more you reduce failure. Now, I don't know about RAM slots and little screw thingies to open the door so you can change RAM. Or you make it a tenth of a millimeter thinner or lighter because you can't change RAM or upgrade the storage device on a MacBook Pro. Yeah. Is there a question there? Just a comment. On the other hand, look, Apple is obviously doing things other companies can't do or haven't succeeded at doing. That's pretty good. Indeed. I I very much agree. I think that Apple is in a unique position to do a lot of these things. And I would think here that there are a lot of things out there that Apple is working on you don't know about. I sure wish they did something better with the Apple TV. Yeah, I would agree. I have one now. I finally got one. I got the I got the 4K one. And I wish Apple would do more with it too. Now, let me ask you a question here. If you're looking at the regular Apple TV in the 4K version, you have a 4K TV set, right? I don't. No, I don't. Oh, so it doesn't make a difference. It does. It uh, No, it doesn't. I, I got it trying to future-proof or at least future-prevent my purchase. But you'll have a 4K TV set someday. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Well, I have a 4K set here from Vizio to review, and it's not set up yet because I have to buy a new TV stand for it. And the reason is they made a design decision. We've talked about this before, that instead of having a regular mounting stand in the center of the set where you can use any kind of TV stand, they put the legs at the edges 43 inches apart. But the width of my TV stand is 41 inches. So I have to get something like 46 inches or wider to accommodate the legs of right. the set. For You know, you could if you wanted... It would be ugly as can be, but if you were, you know, for your review purposes, you could just get a uh, a plank that's that's wider that you put on top of your TV stand. So I could therefore walk the plank. Sure, let's okay. go with that. Okay, all right. So I know about that. Anyway, with Apple TV, is there anything Apple could do to make that? more of a compelling purchase for people because even that Vizio set comes with Google Chromecast. So unless I want Apple's content, I don't need to touch an Apple TV with that product. So, you know, the, 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 the compelling reasons to have an Apple TV right now are that it's a home kit hub. It ties into your Apple content and you can control it with Siri. And these are definitely all compelling reasons. I think, though, that Apple is going to find, or Apple has found, that if they really want Apple TV to be compelling, they need to have their own original content exactly like Netflix did with, you know, House of Cards in particular. That's now that's now that they've we don't mention that. that we don't mention anything that Kevin Spacey is involved in anymore. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. But at one time, there was a show involving Holmes and um, 
uh, small uh, bits of cardboard that you stack and have and have pictures on them, and and that was extremely important to Netflix becoming the the force that it is right now. And uh, Amazon did the same thing with Amazon Prime. Hulu was doing the same thing with uh, with Hulu Live. I, I think that Apple is has realized that they've got to have that original content. They're putting a lot of money, a whole lot of money into developing their own original shows and they've hired some heavyweights to do it and uh that's probably going to end up making uh apple tv compelling whether or not apple fixes the software shortcomings and hardware limitations of the device now the other thing i wonder about there is whether bringing back a tv anthology series from the 1980s and some kind of show from reese witherspoon and jennifer aniston is compelling tv it's not cutting edge by any degree. I mean, with House of Cards, whatever you say about it, or Orange is the New Black, Netflix had some pretty edgy stuff there. Well, you know, that's a, that's a good point, Gene. We, we've heard that Apple, um, for instance, that it was Tim, Tim Cook insisted there be no profanity in the Apple music version of Carpool Karaoke. And that this, we knew that Apple, karaoke, excuse me, the Carpool Karaoke had been delayed. And the the current story is that the reason why it was delayed was because Tim wanted it re-edited to get rid of the profanity. And I get this prudish thing about wanting everything to be family-friendly. I get it. But at the same time, I fear exactly what you just said, that Apple is going to not be producing the kind of edgy, interesting you know, groundbreaking uh, programming that 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 Hulu Live has done, and Amazon has done, and Netflix has done. That Apple's going to be wanting to play it safe, to to be family friendly, and and there's a there's a time and place for family friendly content. And I love the fact that Apple is making family friendly content. I do have some concerns about about the idea of Apple hewing strictly and only to family friendly content. And by the way, when was the last major successful film from Jennifer Aniston or Reese Witherspoon? Not that they aren't both terrific actresses, especially Reese Witherspoon, who I think is just great. I think Jennifer's great, too. And they have had they both have had uh, some successes. I think Jennifer Aniston has had more recent successes than than Reese. Right. But what are they? They are rom-coms, nothing really edgy, just generic family entertainment. Let's just have a new version of NCIS on there. That could come. Okay, they're going to bring back a new version of it. They'll bring back JAG. JAG is the predecessor to NCIS. Right. About military lawyers, judge, advocate, general, military lawyers doing trials. And it was loosely inspired by the movie A Few Good Men, which was, that was what it was about. Aaron Sorkin thing. Anyway, Brian Chaffin, please tell our listeners where we can find more of your stuff. I'm the editor-in-chief of the Mac Observer at MacObserver.com. You can find my personal blog at GeekTales.com. That's G-E-E-K-T-E-L-L-S. And I will look for a plank. Go to Lumber Liquidators and see if I can buy a plank for my TV so I don't have to walk it. Excellent. You can find us on Twitter if you look for Tech Night Out. You can also find Gene Steinberg on Facebook. And we have another radio show about UFOs and things that go bump in the night. The Paracast at Paracast.com. This week we're featuring a UFO researcher and publisher from the UK by the name of Philip Mantle. And he's going to talk about lots of important things about the things that go bump in the skies. 
and fly there. Paracast.com. We have a special feature of the Tech Night Out Live called Tech Night Out Plus. And here's how it works. We offer you on a subscription basis a version of the show free of network ads. So it's 41 minutes shorter. A lot of commercials on commercial radio with better quality audio. And, you know, you can get special access to it. So your favorite podcast apps will update. We give it to you for as low as $1.49 a week. Our price cheap. That's less than half the price Right now, I think of a Starbucks coffee. I've lost track of Starbucks coffees because it's too rich for my blood. <laughs> if you want to learn more about Tech Night Owl Plus, go to plus.technightowl.com, P-L-U-S.technightowl.com. Brian Chaffin, thank you for being our guest on the Tech Always Night Owl Always fun, Gene. Thank you for very much for having me. The Tech Night Owl Live is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bad time, same bad channel.